welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian. How you doing today, John? I'm doing well. That's good. I'm put a couple orders on uh, Spear Witch and uh, LFOSR. Have you been to that one yet? Yeah, I think uh, I think we ordered the same thing. What did you get from LFOSR there? Oh, it was the uh, the add-on for Cairn. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I ordered like a that. Celtic Iron Age kind of setting add-on zine. Yeah, that's exciting. We're gonna that's one we're gonna definitely have to review here. You need to run some Karen a few nights. You need to get a couple yeah. games into that there, especially when we get that add-on. See how that goes. Yeah, there's there more and more uh products coming out for it. And the uh creator has some other things he's working on as far as expanding. So there's got they got so many great little things popping out. I went to the when I went to the game store. A game store seems to have like a lot of times a lot of the game stores you go to it's like when I go in there it's like a lot of newer big published stuff and what I really want are some of these little zines and stuff I'm looking for something that's neat independent now I know the two game stores around here gateway games usually has a couple here or there especially things related to like dungeon crawl classics and stuff like that and then the other one will get some uh, exalted funeral prints and stuff like that and from time to time but a lot of those little zines are harder to pick up at the game stores, it seems. It's nice when they do stock them, though. I'm in a small city here, so we have one game store. They have, I think, the only thing kind of OSR or indie that they had was some uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess <laughs> books, but I'm not, I'm not supporting those. So, And even if I go to, you know, closer to D.C. and Northern Virginia, there's just no, none of the shops carry any much of this indie it's, stuff. It, it's online only. Yeah, a lot of times it tends to be easy. Like you have to go online for a lot of the stuff. But there are, I do run across shops here and there that do tend to stock a little bit of it more and more. Now, I know Gateway Games out here, they actually, he's really in uh, good with uh, the troll, the troll lord folks, the uh, DCC folks, and a few others. And he tends to get a lot of those more OSR products from that side of things a lot in there. Definitely lots of the Mutant Crawl Classics, Dungeon Crawl Classic products and things like that. Tons of Troll Lord stuff, Swords and Wizardry stuff, Old School Essentials, all those basic retro clones and lots of little zines and stuff that comes along the edges of those I've seen up there at Gateway Games quite often. In the store, I say they have like five shelves, but they're five shelves of things that I actually really want. <laughs> so it seems like a while yeah. there. I'd walk into some of these game stores and then suddenly there was like nothing on the shelves that I wanted. I was going to a place in Fairborn, Ohio for a while called Bookery Fantasy. And in the 90s, it was just a big cluttered mess of old used games. You could find a huge variety of things. And it seems like over the years, the old used sections have been bought out and rummaged through. And there's very little for the old used at a lot of places at times. And a lot of the newer stuff that ends up on the shelves there's things that i'm not as fascinated with or interested with sometimes so that happens yeah but i mean like i i'm honestly i'm looking for something new and different i like always looking for the year zero stuff but i've got like most of the free league publications when a new one comes out i'll pick it up and i go to the bookstore or the game store pretty often so if i'm gonna pick something up i need something a little different <laughs> yeah did you see the um 
Speaking of free league, did you see they just announced a add-on for Vaccine? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. They got another book coming out. They got two more books coming out. I think one's a book of adventures and one's kind of a world book exploring like England yeah, and Ireland yeah. or something so, like that. Like in, uh, British mythology, I believe. So Yeah, I'm picking those up. I'm going to probably back it. I'm probably going to back that. I, I, I back a lot of things on Kickstarter and I'll end up back. And that's the other thing. A lot of these big books that come out when they're putting them out, I kickstart a lot of them. So I'm going to have them in the mail with whatever extras. So I'm not picking them up in yeah. the game store. Either. <laughs> yeah. And with the, that, uh, Vassine, um, British owl mythology book, that's something, even if I don't intend on using the year zero engine, you know, a setting book you can use with whatever system you're running, really. So I'm I'm so ecstatic with the Z Year Zero engine lately. It's just I love those games. That Forbidden Land was great, and I've been tearing through Coriolis. And here's the thing: I'm dying to get a slot in our current lineup. Whenever, because I know the games ain't gonna last forever. When one of them ends up having to, someone has to, whatever happens, and it putters out. I want to throw Coriolis in there has the game. We, I want to run regularly. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing through those books, getting my head full of it. Well, I think you'll enjoy some of that. It'll be Hyperborea, I think is going to go on for a very long time. It seems so <laughs> I may be reaching a, a good pause break point in the uh, OSC campaign. We could switch off or something. Well, the Hyperborea is good. I think it's, I think it's probably been two years now. That's good if it keeps if it goes another two years. That's thrilling. Honestly, two years tends to has been a lot of times kind of the breaking point for a lot of campaigns in our group, it seems, for whatever reasons. It usually just shifts in schedules, life changes. And last time it was COVID. And you know, after two years, things shift around. It usually has to do with people's personal availability and schedules, and and uh, is when I kind of see a puttering out yeah. in the game. That's what my experience has been keeping. I had a 10 year campaign in high school and into my early adulthood. And it was all heroes, superheroes, heroes unlimited. That was our longest campaign I've ever been a part of. I didn't DM it straight through. Like it was me and the other people that played. We take turns DMing and we kind of build up a shared world and shared universe through that time. And that's the longest one I've been a part of. Yeah. That I haven't done anything that long, that, long lived outside well, i think that. uh just the hyperborea is probably the longest i've been but of course i took a huge break between high school and recently so <laughs> but did you, speaking of other systems we want to run and kind of along the lines of coriolis the mothership kickstarter is blowing up uh over a million dollars now yeah that's exciting i just ordered a few other books a little zines for mothership when i did that that pickup and uh I'm excited to get into those. I'm going to be running a one shot between before 2021 is over. Uh, I might do it on a Monday night or something. Yeah. You got to jump in because <laughs> I'm running, I'm running that same one shot. I want to run it with our group before I run it at this yeah, upcoming con. And I'm going to run it twice at the con. So I'd like to, I might run one or two one shots to see what works better. And I'm going to have to get those scheduled in the next couple of weeks. Cause the year is coming to it. Well, that's switch. probably the, <laughs> the next game I would want to run as well. So and then we, then we're swinging from fantasy hardcore into uh, sci-fi. So. Sci-fi. I got no problem. Yeah, I started so. with sci-fi role-playing games 
and I and what I've learned so I've learned about role playing games over the years. The way I played when I started in the eighties changed drastically when people taught me how to play a little more properly. <laughs> and uh, the way I played throughout the the nineties is very different from how I play now as well. Like I've learned things and tricks and different approaches to game that I've applied. And a lot of those things that I've been doing in the last decade, I've been sticking mostly to fantasy. And I'd like to apply some of those two a sci-fi game like Coriolis. On a side note, you talked about the box. I think the box cor- or the box mothership might be different than the yeah, one no, that's the out first, now. They're calling the one out now zero ed and this is going to be a proper first edition. So evidently there there's some significant things. changes because they he talked about the adventures and supplements have been released so far are going to be getting updated and re-released along with the box set so so what all is getting updated and changed i know that the 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 player's handbook or whatever they're saying is different because apparently they're changing the combat and damage and things like that some pretty core things to the Uh, system creator and i can't remember his name he he spoke about how he's you know because how successful the zero edition's been he's had like the biggest play test you could possibly have and gotten a lot of feedback and i guess he's gonna you know, incorporate that. And it was just a, you know, a 30 some page zine, I believe it wasn't very big. And for as big as it's gotten and as many people that have played um, and, you know, the DM supplement never, never got released. It was just the players. So there was a lot of, I guess, uh, room to fill in the blanks uh, and make some, make some adjustments i'm excited to see how it's different i am a little a little sad that my my current copy is going to be antiquated yeah. <laughs> i'm sure i can still use but i'll have that nice box to replace yeah. it i'm pretty sure all the existing stuff will probably still be compatible at least to oh, some I'm extent. Sure. i'm hoping i can't imagine it changing that much and i don't i haven't checked out what the specific changes are i'm wondering if they'll go uh, like eventually in a couple of years they'll release a instead of a box set a, a big hard backcourt book or something after some more playing <laughs> that seems to be the trend there. i'd like to see an a5 size i like the smaller size i, I don't want I, I i don't so here's something i was talking about the other day and let me run this by you when i read a book and i get most books they're not eight and a half by 11 big no. large format when i get a book it's closer to A5. Maybe some of the hardbacks are a little bit bigger than that, but a lot of paperbacks are smaller than that. So where is it and why did role-playing books get printed on such an oversized size and why is that like so common in role-playing? I would imagine it goes back to the release of the Monster Manual, or Player's Handbook and Dungeon Master's Guide in the late 70s. Because before then, of course, the rules were released in a box set closer to zine size, you know, the A5. Five, I guess. Yeah, and that's I, and that's one thing that's happening now. Like with a lot of the stuff that's coming out, the zine scene or and this mothership box is back to that format. Yeah, no. I, at first, I was a little resistant, didn't like it that much. But now that I've uh, I got so much material, I, I I really do appreciate the the convenience of the smaller format for sure. I've got the original Traveler box, and it's just like it fits in perfectly mm-hmm. with all my little zines. <laughs> like there you go, and it's nice because that Traveler box has got all this. I don't even. I, I think I know which. I think it was just three core books that came in originally, but there's way more than that stuffed into that Traveler box. There's a bunch of them in there. I don't think it closes all the way because of that. 
but the box itself is pretty ragged. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's seen better. So uh, just circling back to the beginning, the the zine we were talking about on LFOSR was uh, Cares and Cranix. In issue one, which is uh, expanded rules for Cairn system and a setting, I suppose, kind of focused on Iron Age Britain or Europe. If you're joining late and you haven't been listening to the podcast that long, if you want to know more about Cairn, we did a review a couple months ago. Just scroll down C-A-I-R-N, Cairn, and check it out. And you can see the game we're talking about. It's one we're kind of fans of over here but we haven't had a chance to run yet so there's also another kickstarter that's ending in a couple weeks i believe that i'm backing from um somebody that's done some that's kind of cairn related called fallen rpg i don't know if you've heard of that one but it's kind of a uh, 18th 19th century kind of dark vibe but it's you know rules light grim uh, let's see it's called uh grim fantasy i'm thinking like stage coaches tri-quarter hats um it looks really really interesting that's on kickstarter currently i've got it saved i haven't backed it yet what are the what are the for a physical copy pledge without a reward perplexing yeah, ruins. perplexing ruins is the the artist and creator he's done he okay. did another adventure for karen uh specifically specifically called darkness moves and he's, you know, done a lot of art in the OSR scene and, and been creating for a while now. So it looks it looks like if you want just the PDF, it's an $8 pledge. Uh, if you want the physical zine or the book, this comes with soft cover books, and I'm assuming it's a zine type book, it's $20. Then they have some, a retailer level at 65 it looks like, if you're a retailer, which, which I'm not <laughs> currently. Maybe I should look at becoming a retailer. Yeah. <laughs> A little zine shop. I could make a living off of a zine shop. Everybody be rushing into my little zine store. <laughs> yeah. Especially out yeah. here in this small town. <laughs> but yeah, that was, I, I, I may back that one. I think that one, that's going to fall. Right now, when I, what I'm backing is falling into the category of what can I afford to back at this moment? And is there kind of waiting until the last minute? Like, yeah, the money's in the bank. Let's go and pull the trigger on that one. So that's kind of where I am with backing at Kickstarter until the new year, especially with Christmas coming up. I'll pay attention to family presents and yeah. all that fun stuff. My wife doesn't share my enthusiasm for indie role-playing <laughs> books. So I have a... We need to get her planet. Yeah, that, that is not going to happen. <laughs> so I... Uh, what is this this uh, role playing game I picked up at the game store? I was uh, I was looking at a few and I was like, I need something that's you know, I'm looking for something that isn't by a major publisher. I'm familiar with something a little small press type. And I was looking around. This one I think actually is a little larger press book, but it's called Glitter Heart. Glitter Hearts. Yeah, Glitter Heart. And I might I'm probably gonna try to do a review on this. Put out by Leatherman Games. And so it's like, have you ever seen Sailor Moon or? ladybug if you're talking anime and it's not studio ghibli i am completely lost <laughs> so here's the deal i don't know anything about anime well that's not true like in i, I remember in the 90s i saw like in the 80s i saw robotech macross stuff on vhs 90s i saw like akira and ghost in the shell i'm not a big anime person but i saw some of the bigger ones barefoot gen gen a few others wasn't my big thing, but I have seen a few of the more iconic older ones. 
uh, just because they were the big ones at the time and I watched them with friends or whatever. When it comes to modern anime, anything that's been produced in the last 20 years, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. But I do have a daughter. And that's been a thing with some of her friends and her lately. And, and she's always watched some of these shows. She liked some of these shows. Like the one that she was really getting into is called Ladybug. So I went ahead and, and I picked this one up, this Glitter Hearts, because you play magic heroes kind of in that anime vein. They, they specifically use Sailor Moon as an example. I can't remember the other examples they gave because I don't really know them. But it seems like a show that she watches on Netflix called Ladybug. You have uh, like this is genre of fantasy where it's a little more contemporary and people have magic powers and are kind of superheroes. And that's what this Glitter Hearts is supposed to be. So she, my daughter was looking at some D&D books the other night and looking to play and she's wanting to get a game going. She kept on asking me different questions and it seemed like she was going for, looking for something like that, like what I'm describing in these animes. So when I saw that at the store, I was like, I'm getting this. Yeah, this is it. This is the one she's going to love. And I get it home and I put it on the table on top of the stack of D&D books she was looking at and she had a bad day at school. And by the time she got to that book, she was like, hey, they stupid. And uh, <laughs> she'd take off to the rear. We're like, yeah. oh, my heart sunk a little bit. I thought she'd think it was cool. I'm like, oh, well, maybe she'll give it another try when she has a better day in the weekend and she's bored. That, she wants that'll to teach you for trying to be a cool dad. <laughs> I was like, hey, this one looks like what she'll like. It was that or Thirsty Sword Lesbians. And for some reason, I just felt that this one seemed more like the stuff she was into. Um, just by looking at the characters on the cover and all, they remind me of stuff that she watches on TV. I've watched some of those episodes of those shows with her. I know a little bit about it. Not as much as I knew. What was the one? My Little Pony? <laughs> there's there's got to be a... There, <laughs> there's got to be a role playing game. There is Pony Finder, which is a Pathfinder <laughs> hack. My Little Ponies, from what I understand. It's <laughs> oh, dear. It's pretty big. Yeah, I watched a lot of My Little Pony for a minute there because when that show was on and popular, she was just the age to be into it. Oh, I'm not a big cartoon fan after yeah. having children. <laughs> I'll just put it there. I'll just leave it there. So I picked that game up and I don't know. I'm hoping we'll try it out. Seems to be, a, it's not too big of a book, less than 130 pages. The rule system from what I browse seems pretty simple. Can't tell you much about it. I think you're rolling a 2d6 from what I understand, adding some sort of bonus and trying to beat a 10 in order to succeed is what it looked like the mechanic was. But I'm going to go back over it and I'll get a little more clear on that. Well, yeah, and uh, they have a pack. And I know that our that that Cold Jake picked up a pack of uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, put out the first 12 issues of the Crawl Zine in like a big mm -hmm. package you can get. And they had it there at the game store. I almost picked that up. I was like, I have none of those zines. Wouldn't be bad to get the full 12 set. I know that Cold Jake picked it up and is planning on using them in the, in the Friday night DCC game. That's, so we'll see how that goes. So I just have to limit the number of titles I'm into. I just, and <laughs> DCC would, is just falling just outside of that range. And I'm, I'm glad for that because there's so much great looking content that I just, I can't afford everything, so I, I just limit. Did you see the DCC pack they have for sale right now? It's like 35 bucks. You get the core book, sets of dice, and some no, other stuff. No, I didn't, and I don't want to. <laughs> you need to 
that's it's a really good deal because that book usually goes for like 60 bucks or something and you get all the stuff it's like a starter set like i'm about to pull i don't need that because i've already got a core book and i'm not running it i've I bought some of the modules. I love the modules. You don't need a They're logo. Really you don't you need can it. use them for anything. Just, just say no. Well, you need to buy some of those <laughs> modules. <laughs> I'll stick with uh, some of the rules, minimalist rules, light stuff, and OSE. Those modules will be perfect for some of the like easy to run with what you're running. They're re- and they're really crazy cool. There are yeah. some really cool. Yeah, ones. they look like they would fit in really well with the current campaign I've got going on, but. I got plenty of, to keep us busy for a while. And I got a $200 mothership Kickstarter that I'm going to be back. So. <laughs> I can't do that's the $200 level. That's, that's beyond me. I'm yeah. not that well off. Well, <laughs> see, I'm avoiding DCC, so I can. <laughs> yeah, the DC, I don't buy a lot of DCC stuff. I do, I do have Mutant Crawl Classics. I will buy occasional modules. I've got core books from them. Goodman Games has put out a few publications that are awesome that everybody should get. If you haven't gotten that Grimm's Tooth Traps book they put yes. out, have you seen that one? It's like the big compiled of all the Grimm's Tooth Traps. I got that thing in hardback. It is beautiful, beautiful book to have on your shelf. And it's great to pull out and read sometime and just give you strange <laughs> ideas for game. Yeah, I just got, I just picked up Temple of Elemental Evil. Uh, what is it called? Classic Games Reincarnated. The one or... from Dun. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like the original stats. Yeah, they have the actual and as well as the Yeah, they have the stats. actual original module adventure reprinted exactly and then they update and expand the you know for fifth edition with expanded content. Although you can use that you know the new content really easily with Cause I'm not going to be doing running any 5e or anything, but yeah, it's pretty uh massive. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. It looks nice. He's he's pulled it out, and I'm sorry <laughs> we're on podcast because as the video through the Zoom chat we're discussing this through, he's got it going. It's a beautiful looking publication. I have been tempted to start picking that line up and start from the beginning with the first one, the Borderlands, and work my way through. But like you said, sometimes you got to put the brakes on it because some of those, like like the Temple of Elemental Evil, I've got over there in my boxes full of dungeon mags and old AD and D modules and Frog God. I got like six magazine boxes. One's just Frog God modules, all the way full, and that's overflowing. I need more Frog God room. One's like AD and D modules. I think there's like one and a half that's AD and D modules as well as like Castles and Crusades. And then like three of them are just dungeon mags and dragon mags. And they're just filled. And I barely ever get to any of them half the time. Not going to lie. I've used a lot of them over the past for games too, though. Especially those dragon mags. I'm sorry, the dungeon mag. I think that the dragon mags are great, but the dungeon mags were wonderful as a GM just because... It's nothing but like modules and adventures. I could rip all kinds of dungeons out of them and everything else. They're easy to run quick games with when I need something at the last minute. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, after picking up the box set for Temple of Elemental, I pulled out my old copy and because this thing is kind of pricey to buy. I was just kind of wondering about the condition and man, I highlighted the whole thing. It's all highlight. It's all highlighted, Yeah, uh, you know. You can buy it. You you can buy the the uh, a yeah. print to own version, a print to order version on drive through for like 12, 18 bucks of it. 
I think that might be the one that I own. I'm not sure which ones I have original. I know they all got the original hand of Vecna. The Vecna, isn't it Vecna Lives or what it was the AD&D Vecna one, Hand of Vecna or Vecna Lives or something like that. Oh, Vecna. man. Yeah. It's, got, it's got the Hand of Vecna on the yeah. cover. And I got that. I've got a bunch of those old ones, like some kind of like giants, slave god, slave scourge of the slave lords, yeah. and the giant ones. I've got those originals. Yeah, they compiled the the slave but, lord, the slave uh, series into one. They did the temp, temple of elemental evil, and they did the the drow under dark. I believe as queen of spiders. I think they called it. <clears throat> so I don't have a. I don't have. I don't have much for the, for those. I don't have a lot of drow stuff here. I'm not a. I'm not thrilled with the drow as a concept. I read like one of the Drizzt novels in the Underdark. I'm just not a big drow fan. I never have been. When I was in high school, the whole Drizzt series came out. I just, I loved the whole thing. <laughs> right when it came out, I, I was reading Forgotten, Forgotten Realms. So I never really put any, any thought into the evolution of drow and how they <laughs> ended up the way they were, but. I understand some of the uh, critiques of it for sure, but it never really entered into my fandom. So I feel like if I'm going to do an underdark or underground type thing, I think I would approach it much differently than I feel that they've done with the underdark. Like I have done underground plenty of that dungeon crawl stuff. I just am not thrilled with the D and D approach hmm. of the underdark in general. There's one that I just picked up one on the drive through that I'm waiting. I've got the PDF. But I'm not, how do I say it? I'm not very good about reading PDFs. I did browse through it. But it's, uh, there's two. The one's a sky crawl and one's an underground uh, dungeon crawl. And I got them both off of uh, drive through RPG. The one is called down crawl and the other is called sky crawl. So down crawl is kind of an underdark type book, a, sort of an OSR. I think it's system neutral. It says, yeah, any system, system agnostic. And they both are. And it has, uh, it's got a really cool look to it. The art's really neat. I'm not sure if this is uh, stuff that's original art or if this was stuff that they found open source, like free out there. But it's really pretty looking deal. Yeah, no, I've been, I've had my eye on Downcrawl. I, I didn't even know about Skycrawl, but I definitely have my. Oh yeah, I'm excited about Skycrawl because I have the Mysterio or whatever it is, the original D&D, like, oh, like a basic. Uh, box set for like space like skyships and stuff like that and uh i've got that planar compass and all these things that seem like they could really merge together for some cool stuff so that sky crawl and and some of those things when i do eventually get to run in that osric campaign i've been planning for 500 <laughs> years those are coming into play and we're going to do some sky crawling and some, I mean, I'm just going to, it's going to be gone. So it's all hell when about time is done. We're going to explore yeah. some fun stuff. <laughs> so down crawl kind of looks like it has the vibe of like a, it kind of would randomly generate. Uh, yeah. Randomly generated. It's kind of got the vibe of um, like the gardens of Yen, things like that. that yes. It's like a tool set for very and much. And then so. another one like that, this is a lamentations uh, of the flame princess, which has its own, but veins of the earth is another. I've heard of that. I haven't, I haven't even attempted to check it out. I honestly, I own nothing. I own no lamentations of the flame princess. Thing. by the time i got back in role-playing games you know the nature of the creator of the system was out and i just have no interest there's too many cool good indie 
creators to support that I'm that uh, I'll never run out of places to spend my money, you know, <laughs> supporting them yeah. without getting into negativity. So yeah, what was the name of the one? Uh, Bane's of the Earth. It's uh, Scrap okay. Princess and Patrick Stewart did it, and they're as far as I know, they're both really cool creators. But unfortunately, it is published by uh, Lamentations. At a point, some of these companies, they every every company you run into is going to have really horrible people, especially CEOs. I mean, I my boss, I can't control how horrible yeah. they are. <laughs> so it, it, you got to do away. Like I mean, supporting this person who put out something with somebody's boss who turned out to be questionable. I'm not saying what to do, which way, what the other. I don't want to make any statements or anything like that or be on the books but you know there's always those things i know plenty of people who have who have done work for people who turned up be terrible and guess what you still gotta keep on doing work for them yeah. it is what it is because they got the power they have the money they own the resources and you're just trying to get your stuff out there doing yeah i'll probably look day, so. i'll probably look this one's one i really want i'll probably look for it used and feel a little less guilty about it so <laughs> right now uh, there's a few things that I'm looking at. I realized there was, I've got a lot of the necromancer or the old necromancer stuff from frog God games or not frog. God, that became frog God games. And they used to be necromancer back in third edition. And back then it was their, their tagline was uh third edition rules, first edition feel mm -hmm. or something like that. And they had tons of different people creating these things. And every now and then I'll stumble across a one that I don't have yet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think I have most to all of them. But I just found a couple that I didn't realize exist. And I'm going to need to try to find some decent prices on those used. They usually don't go for too terrible of prices when you stumble on them. And a lot of those got reprinted and re-released, updated with for Swords and Wizardry or Pathfinder or 5th Edition in larger yeah. collections too. So. It's a little weird. Once you find one and find out it's reprinted, you have a reprint, a different edition. Yeah. And so. I saw just recently uh, Matt Finch, who I believe is still or maybe recently has left uh, Frog God Games. Oh, I didn't know he left Frog God Games. I hadn't heard that. I'm not sure. He, he just he made a kind of a post talking about <clears throat> his former print uh, publication uh Myth yes Mirror that's Games. the one that he uh, had started putting swords and wizardry out under i believe so he's he's i uh, guess firing that brand back up oh cool let's see what comes out of myth mirror games i like matt finch a lot i'm a big matt finch fan he's done some amazing work in the osr wonderful guy yeah he's done a lot for I, this. yeah yeah he helped kickstart it for sure. So yeah, the stuff he did with Osric and Swords and Wizardry, I was like, I'm really impressed by what he has done there. And it was cool and it was very influential. And I like him. I'm a big fan of Matt Finch's work. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say get Matt Finch's work. Check out Matt Finch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting a little long. We're getting about where we need to go for the day. So we're gonna have to sign out. So. Uh, the ramblings are over. <laughs> the rambling about role-playing games. Today, we bring you two middle-aged men in their basements talking about role-playing games once again. <laughs> That's the uh, whole shtick. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it doesn't sound as cool when you put it like that, but... Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I've been sitting in the basement playing role-playing games for well over 30 years. 
or my parents' basement in Cleveland sitting down. That thing wasn't even, it was like concrete floor. It would flood all it. It was not a finished basement. We go down there as kids and just sprawl out on this carpet that was cut out of old carpet. It wasn't even a rug, but it was old carpet turned to a rug. Oh, and we just lay around. I think there was a couple chairs, but mostly we'd lay on the carpet on the ground and role play. <laughs> there you go. Wonderful. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. Share on social media. Help us help us out by letting uh, giving your friends an idea that we're out here. Tell them, tell them about us. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Give us a like and a follow wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog you can find me on twitter logar hail prom that's conan's god and keep those dice rolling bye-bye